<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. you 2020 uh, if things 100% just 100% the most 2020 thing to happen was to take the both beloved men of both Britain and yes <laughs> yes uh, I mean just the audacity of this year we didn't get a chance to talk last week about our first 007 being taken away from us. But then today, Sunday, Alex Trebek being taken away from us as well at the age of 80 with his long, long fight with pancreatic cancer. Rest in peace, Mr. Jeopardy, Mr. Connery, Mr. Money Printing. Mr. Money Pushing. <laughs> Rest in peace, God bless. Ladies and gentlemen, on that somber note let's kick things off sons of slam show is starting right now in your ears soundcloud spotify apple podcast my name is chris mindell along with the reaper mr joe black sir how are you doing uh yeah 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 let me tell you something i have a lot of back pain right now but that's not the point hmm. i grew up watching james bond okay like my, like most people grew up watching jeopardy hmm I grew up watching James Bond. Mm-hmm. My dad has all of the James Bond movies on VHS. Oh. Still currently in mm-hmm. his basement. Mm-hmm. And uh, Favorite one, go. Me personally? Yes. So here's the thing. My favorite Bond movie is not my favorite Bond. Don't ask me why. Okay. But uh, The World is Not Enough is one of my personal favorites. That was Die Another Day, obviously. T- Timothy Dalton, correct? The world is not enough. Yes. Oh no, that was that was uh, no, that was Brosnan. Daniel, I'm Brosnan. Brosnan. That's what I'm sorry. Yeah, I meant Brosnan. Yes, Pierce Brosnan. Because again, those are the ones that are you know from my childhood. Mm-hmm. God. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, I was about to say something. Is your is because <laughs> that's not the Jeopardy that I remember. So was that Jeopardy Limerick from your childhood? This is this is the OG Jeopardy, <laughs> my childhood. I was just about to say. <laughs> Original. I, like, I remember I, a little that, more like razzle dazzle. Yeah, no, that's that's new stuff. No, we don't we don't we don't play that crap. <laughs> you got to go old school, OG Trebek and Jeopardy. Uh, not my favorite. If I had to think about 007, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, <laughs> my as a kid, 
the weirdest thing I think I've seen when my dad took me to see uh, uh, Moonraker and just Jaws and just it was so weird. <laughs> like yeah, it's James yeah. Bond in space. Like they, I should have I should have known. But I was like, wow, this is cool. Um, Part of me is thinking that the only reason that Tom Cruise never played James Bond is would have been well, good. One, he's not British. He's not British, right? And number two, he's like five three. <laughs> he's and it just wouldn't work. Teeny tiny, it really wouldn't. Teeny tiny Bond. But yeah. Uh, also, Doctor No, Doctor No, Doctor No. I would say Doctor No, uh, Die Another Day, and Casino Royale, the newer one. Mm. Are my top three bonds. I like Craig. The world is not enough. Is in there somewhere? I like Daniel Craig's bond. Daniel Craig's bond is good. He's got like Idris Elba's coming up soon. I like I that too. That. I, like I don't that. know if that's true, but I'm I'm down for it. I like I like that that aspect. But yeah, Craig has got the edgier, like uh, anti-hero bond thing going on. He's got a he's he brings a good mix of both of them to the table. You know, both mm. the uh, the classy gentleman. And also the guy who could, you know, rip your throat out of your esophagus. <laughs> and his bond should be. Um, it's like a Michael Keaton Batman. He was a good Bruce and a good Batman. Yes, that's what you need. You need the the, the equal of, of the two. Um, my favorite Batman is always Keaton. Will always be Keaton. Uh, I, thank you for asking, uh, I am I'm good as well. Um, I, I just want to say I am happy with... Uh, all I will say is I'm happy with democracy at work, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, let's see here. I want to talk about first and foremost. We're going to get to uh, full gear since that was just all kinds of awesomenicity. Uh, one of my favorite pay per views of the of the year, um, and AEW's, uh, AEW's last pay per view of the year. Um, and I want to talk about SmackDown and some other things outside the ring here. So let's let's get to it. Speaking of Things that uh, recently happened, even though it's, it just seems like small news. Um, there was a uh, election this week, and uh, we have a a uh, winner. Uh, because of said winner, uh, things behind the scenes at WWE have kind of um, been talked shifted. about, shifted, uh, you know, talked about. So, uh, for those who do not know, uh, Linda McMahon, who is uh, in the uh, president's uh, President Trump's uh, uh, cabinet. cabinet, thank you, is part of the small business uh, wing of things. And uh, now that things have shifted, uh, there has been talk backstage, uh, WWE backstage, that um, uh, there's going to be a different, <laughs> different things are going to happen as far as uh, WWE goes uh, starting in 2021. One of those things, and I think we've talked about it, we kind of touched, touched on a little bit uh, the last week or two weeks ago. Was um, the idea of it, the independent uh, wrestler status, the independent contractor, mm-hmm. um, and how that might not be a thing <laughs> coming up next year? We will wait and see on that. Um, just, I'm just reading on this here. So uh, we discussed that Andrew Yang, who was a, a presidential uh, uh, contender, uh, uh, he was uh, also a wrestling fan. Um, Several WWE superstars, even more so than last time we talked, have reached out to him. And in, uh, I guess, in the next coming uh, uh, year, uh, he will be try- basically getting involved in, in regards to these wrestlers, uh, you know, having uh, insurance, having you know pensions, having something that they can fall on uh, 
Yeah, and where it's not when they leave the, the business, then that's it, and there's no four hundred one k, and there's no uh, anything for them to to fall back on. Um, and just interesting note to this whole thing is that I, I read that uh, Lance Storm's accountants refused to file his taxes with him listed as an independent contractor. Um, yeah, so uh, so there's that. So it, it, next year will be very interesting regarding uh, uh, the WWE and McMahon's role. Uh, now that Linda Pauly most likely, excuse me, most likely be, be back <laughs> in the fold um, of the company, seeing as how. Unless, you know, maybe she can convince somebody to for her to keep that office that she's in now. With that being Maybe said, she turns. Maybe she turns on Trump. She turns heel. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's going to turn heel. She's going to turn heel. Um, uh, today, I believe it was today, I reported 38 minutes ago, um, Paige and boyfriend Ronnie uh, Radke escaped scary stalker situation. What the hell is going on with... Uh, Female wrestlers and having stalkers, man. Uh, uh, Twitter. Twitter fucked everything up. And uh, people feel way too close to celebrities where that, they can just be like, hey, hi, 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 But hi. I mean, But you have to be like super, super stalker to know like where she, first Sonya Deville and now Paige, like where she lives, uh, kind of, you know, just basically following her to the point where you know where she lives. So that's that's yeah, scary you shit. You really do have to pick up on like context clues. You have to, you have to see... The same thing more than once. This is like when I figured out that in Doctor Strange, the road that he crashes on mm-hmm. is actually kind of on the way that I take upstate to my buddy's house. Oh, well, I, I looked at it after I saw it the third time, uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Third time, yeah. Okay. I looked at the whole road and I'm like, that, that, like that, like that meme. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and yeah, so that's really what I can think about it. They're probably just watching the same Instagram video 11,000 times and then figuring out, oh, I can do this. Where it could be. And then they're going to be there. And then, oh, on Tuesday, they go to Starbucks yeah. or some bullshit like that. Well, as I see here, the situation took place today, as I mentioned. Uh, it's uh, November 8th, 2020. As a man came to Paige and Ronnie's front door, Paige said that the stalker said that symbols, quote, symbols, led him to their home. Then her boyfriend, Ronnie Radke, took care of the situation. <laughs> Scariest thing ever. He told the symbols led him to us, but Ronnie got him in a hold until police got there. Uh, WTF is wrong with people. Thank God Ronnie is around to protect our house. Jesus. Uh, and then R- Ronnie Radke uh, commented. Money. I'm sorry? I'm sorry. Keep going. I was going to say Ronnie Radke commented on the incident saying, quote, a stalker had the audacity to come to my door, got his ass handed to him until police arrived and saved the day. I will fucking kill you. Please don't make me kill you. <laughs> Un- <laughs> unquote. <laughs> I would pay money to see Ronnie Radke get into a fight with someone because, number one, he's not a big dude. He's a very scrawny type of gentleman. Okay. He's a punk rocker. He looks like a punk rocker. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so like I said, I'd pay. He looks like he has a mean streak to him. Okay. Almost like uh, I'm looking like, at, a fe- like a Festus of sorts. I'm I'm I just googled him now. He is a skinny guy, uh, but uh, he's six six one. You know, not not that really? big. Yeah, he's not that big at all. But yeah, oh, he's I, my height. Never mind then. But he's he's like a, he looks like a toothpick. But uh, for someone who's a toothpick to hold this guy down, he's tattooed all the way up and down. Um, yes, and on his face. Good for him. <laughs> good for him and good for her to yeah. for having him, having him there save the day. Uh, what do you think it was? Baseball bat right by the front door? I'm sure. 
<laughs> sure. Right, that's what I think. Here's my symbol. It's a bat to your face. Um, really, I, well, I want to know what kind of symbol. What was symbols like, lead you to ooh, someone's there's house? There's an arrow in the middle of the air that's pointing me in that direction. Or like, is it like, push, push, push. <laughs> So you're saying it's like, uh, it's Percussion. like Grand Theft Auto. It's like there's an arrow in, up right above your head that just like pointing yeah. to which way you have to go. Was it Grand Theft Auto or was it percussion? So you're saying percussion like symbols? Like it got louder the closer <laughs> yeah, she got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The closer warmer, he got, you're warmer, warmer. warmer. You're hot. <laughs> you're there. Yeah. You're at the house. Uh, Liv Morgan, uh, her status. Um, she has not been around uh, wrestling for a, a couple weeks now. Since the draft, they all switched over. The Riot Squad switched over to SmackDown. And Ruby Riot uh, has been involved more so than uh, Liv Morgan, uh, to the point where Ruby Riot actually won her Survivor Series uh, qualifying match. Where's Liv Morgan been? Uh, the simple explanation by officials has been that Vince McMahon didn't ask for her. Uh, and it's the same reason why so many superstars don't appear on television. Vince McMahon simply doesn't ask for them. Regardless of ideas that writers might have for a superstar, nobody wants to pitch something for someone that Vince McMahon doesn't want to hear about. How long ago was the pipe bomb? Twenty uh, eleven. Punks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. St- I know he was like. I want Vince out. I was going to go into this whole spiel about what Punk said and how it's coordinated to nowadays. I just Vince is not doing it anymore. <laughs> he had it. He had it in the eighties and the nineties. Sort of in the 2000s. Once it came down to the 2010s, it was like, all right. Mm. Vince went downhill after the start of the original NXT season. Boom. I said it. Clip it. Wow. Wow. Think about it, though. If you really think about it, everything started to kind of fall off, really. Mm. It got brought back with Brock Lesnar. Mm. Stuff like that. All these surprise returns. You know, tug at your nostalgia Heartstring, but I don't know. I think the people have been saying that for years. I think they have. <laughs> I think I think people have been saying it for years. And the the funny thing is that you say that uh, Triple H, he, it, McMahon was actually not at SmackDown's taping this past week. Triple H has been kind of running the show the last couple of weeks for SmackDown. Um, is that why SmackDown's been so good? Uh, well, I believe last week it wasn't Hunter. I mean, this past week it wasn't Hunter. This past week wasn't Hunter. Last week was was Hunter. Last week was Hunter. Um, yeah. So, you, yes. To, to answer your question. To answer your question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, it, it shows. It definitely shows, and it also shows in how SmackDown is just better than than Raw. We've been saying it for years on end that Raw just needs to be cut down. There's just way too much as far as uh, space and time. <laughs> Three hours is a lot every single week to basically put your time into a pay-per-view every week. That's what it comes down to. And uh, it, it's just... It's, Not unless you're an AEW pay-per-view. Cause, <laughs> well, I mean, unless you want to go by this past pay-per-view that happened yesterday that just went on and on and on, which was fine. I had no problem with that. But this was one of the longer AEW pay-per-views. Yep. Uh, in recent memory, the, I mean, but I'm so used to raw at this point that you know, just it's kind of like I look at the clock and I'm like, oh my god, it's only eight thirty, and <laughs> they've done like a match and a half. Um, and there's definitely a DQ in there somewhere. Um, 
<laughs> I just saw the same wrestler, you know, five times in the last two hours. Uh, it's it's listen. It, the, my my point being is that my frustration is starting to come out here. <laughs> my point being, and I'm, to piggyback off of what you said, you have three hours to commit to putting out a product that you can focus on certain wrestlers, bump up certain wrestlers, job people. I don't care what you do. You have a full roster there, and there's no excuse for you to basically say, I forgot about you. You're not in my mind. Uh, this person here, I mean, Ruby Riot again on SmackDown, won the whole damn thing. So she's in, she's in the Survivor Series. Meanwhile, her partner in the Riot Squad <laughs> is nowhere to be found. It, it just it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I agree. It really doesn't. They don't. Uh, I think they need to get away from the wrestling, uh, the wrestling crutch, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That being, they don't know what to do, and we know that these guys can wrestle. Right. So why don't we have them go wrestle? And it's also that they don't trust any of their wrestlers. The last time Vince McMahon trust here's a hot take. Okay. The last time Vince McMahon trusted a wrestler Another hot take. to get over was Cena. And it eventually fucked him in the ass because oh. he kept on going back to Cena. Mm-hmm. And then once he stopped going back to Cena, he didn't know what to do. Right. The Rock before him, Hogan before that, Brett, all those people. They got over as over can be. Over like the cow over the moon. <laughs> And then they fucked Vince in the end. Mm-hmm. Cena very, very lightly fucked Vince. <laughs> okay. So to speak. But all the other ones were like, hey, I'm, I'm bigger than this now. I don't really need it. That's what happens, though. I mean, that's, it, that's what's going to happen. But you are now relying on uh, Vince and your, your Raw champion in someone who's been there since the early 2000s. Now going on like twenty years, basically of of uh, Randy Orton, and I, I I'm not complaining about him being champion, but you have a obligation to make new superstars. These these people are not going to be there forever, and it's going to get old after at some time at some point. It's the whole point is you have people who are, are all they want to do is just become the next big thing and they put their heart and soul into becoming these these wrestlers and you squash them by not giving them a chance or seeing what they what they can do and then because you have this mentality Vince that the you know it, the the shine is off and it's now old hack I'm done with this toy let me throw it away and I'm going to try something else yep it's not fair it's, it's the giant WWE conundrum. It, and it will happen as long as Vince is there. It would happen every single day. Um, Leo Rush, who is now in New Japan Pro Wrestling, is now going to be a cast member in the upcoming Power Rangers movie. What is, uh, if I swear, if he's a Ranger, they got my money already. <laughs> Can it be a new Ranger? Um, they said, uh, let's see here. The Turquoise Ranger. That's why he's been doing the whole... It's her- <laughs> the whole uh, right. braid, the whole braid. Uh, yes, he braid said, bleach. be on the lookout for big projects to come in the future, as well as the new upcoming film that I'm going to be a part of, um, Legend of the White Dragon, which I'm pretty excited about. It, That's it, the name of the Power Rangers movie? It is actually a Power Rangers movie, so it's Kung Fu times 100. <laughs> They're still casting. I'm just okay. part of the cast. We haven't gotten who's going to be who yet, but I will be in the movie. There's a chance 
in in then in brackets i could be a power ranger <laughs> there's a chance. i mean if you're cast then i guess there is a chance um well let's, let's he's, he's on the older you know, side he's on the older side though like he is absolutely but let's you know air everything out sure if they were doing it back in the 90s he would have already been cast as the black ranger and that's just the way it was well yeah of course yeah the asian that's just the way it was asian girl was yellow <laughs> The, the Asian guy was blue. I was so tight because I love blue. <laughs> uh, I was like, I can't relate to him. The green guy, I can relate to. They turned into the white guy, and then you know, I, at, at that point, I felt like I missed everything. Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Also, he wanted to fight Punk in MMA, so that would have been dope. That would have been dope. <laughs> um, speaking of Page, uh, to piggyback off that story, Alberto, Alberto Del Rio. Uh, he is. Uh, out and about, uh, he remains free and awaiting a January trial on second-degree sexual assault, aggravated kidnapping, uh, filed by Page. And then he has come back and said, it was the other way around, quote, it was the other way around, I have the evidence, not just words, unquote. I would say, Raya, why? Why? Why are you doing this, Raya? And I'm not calling you Page because you were never Page to me. You were Raya. Why would you hurt me in a moment like this? And Del Rio is considering uh, legal action against Page for defamation. If you're that big a WWE superstar at that point, don't you just go by your name? You think people actually call her uh, Ashley, or do they call her Charlotte now? All right. Well, right? Yeah. They don't call her Rebecca anymore. They call her Becky. Right. That one's a little more. That's, that's, that's uh, yeah, that's on brand. But yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, no, Charlotte is more. Sa- of a- Sasha Banks, Bailey. There's so many people. Right. Right. They definitely don't go by their actual names anymore. Although I feel so well, bad every time they got to fill something out, they're, they got. Uh, did you go by any other name? And it's like, oh fuck! All, I, I, all these wrestlers got to go. Oh, this. Well, this. I mean, this. I mean, listen, Paige, uh, especially now with everything going on with WWE and her, uh, will not be going by Paige anymore. And I can't imagine being in a relationship with her that uh, her boyfriend's like, hey, Paige, come come over here for a second. Like, I'm sure he, he's like, hey, uh, Raya, come, you know, get over here. I just yeah. want to show you. <laughs> so. Um, I, I, I got something to show you, I, gum. Something. <laughs> I'm going to beat up this guy. I have him held down. Um, all right. That is everything. You have, do you have anything outside? The ring? Um, so we'll we'll talk about it later on, but mm-hmm. WWE has officially mm-hmm. let go of the trademark for none other than mm. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, yes. So he is finally... Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, not just the Cody. son of a son of a plumber, <laughs> the son of a son of a. He is, uh, yeah. That was that was kind of uh, heartstring pulled when uh, uh, the Dapper Debonair uh, announcer extraordinaire Justin Roberts announced uh, Cody Rhodes. The Dapper Debonair. I don't know if that works. Uh, whatever, whatever uh, Exc- Excalibur says. Uh, uh, no, Excal- uh, Tony Schiavone. Uh, no, no. <laughs> let me, Jr. Let me go through every single one of, of them. Elimination of that J- <laughs> It's Jim Ross. The what? What does he call him? Uh, uh, the Dapper Yapper. Dapper Yapper. Dapper Debonair. <laughs> I like that better. Anyway, let's talk about uh, really nothing of any significance that I want to even bring up with Raw because it just it other than we, floundered. We still have it floundered. We still have Drew McIntyre going after Randy Orton, uh, and then Fiend going after everybody. So that that's there's that triple. Uh, threat aspect of it i do want to talk about uh really quick uh the firefly funhouse and uh every week how alexa bliss seems to just be getting creepier and creepier uh to the point where this week uh 
you know, she has these these contacts that you know when she starts to go into her, her mode, that the camera cuts away and then she comes back and she has these white and red trimmed contacts. But then she proceeds to spew out, which look like a red, uh, what's that candy? Uh, air heads. Heads. Thank you. It looked like a red airhead that was coming out of her mouth, <laughs> and uh, it just looked like a tongue. It looked like a like a stretched out red airhead tongue, <laughs> and uh, I was like, uh, it just yeah, it was just. I, I was like, oh, look at that! That's just creepy, and I love it. <laughs> I love that she they they're turning this it's this whole thing with her character, um, into uh, like fiend, uh, one point two, and <laughs> just like this fiend, and then there's like sub sect fiend. And uh, I, I cannot. It's wait. like a shark to a minnow. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Alexa Bliss is just gonna be. She's always gonna be right on, right but, underneath them. But right, but she. I think she's starting to break out <laughs> as far as her own thing, and she's getting a lot more attention than the fiend is at this point. At this at this point, and I like the fact, and, and it's so rare that I can get to say I like something in WWE, which is sad because again, we we always comp- sometimes most of the time complain about what they put out. And then don't give credit to what is actually good. I like that they're kind of building this character, and they haven't put her in any, like as far as as far as any matches, match. go, any matches. Like they they have put her in with matches here and there. Um, they had her like in the beginning of all this. They had her with a like you know Lacey Evans and Natalia yeah. and all that. But now it's just her and her being built up and her character developing. And uh, I'm I'm liking that it's it's not happening yet. It's storytelling. That's it. Just. Tell the damn story, build it up to to the, the crescendo when it happens, and then it, it's worth it. The, pay, the payoff is good, um, so keep that going with Alexa Bliss, and you, you'll you'll know the time. Hopefully, somebody there knows the time is right when they should unleash her <laughs> upon the world. And um, you know, she goes after Oscar, and she takes the belts, and she becomes inevitably what we all know is going to happen is that she's going to be the the Raw Women's Champion at some point. Um, Do you think she needs a mask? Not needs a mask. Let me rephrase that. Do you think it would suit her to also come out in a mask when she wrestles? It suits her more than it suits. She needs an alter ego than Alexa Bliss. It suits her more than it suits Reckoning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, also that spot suited Alexa more than it suited Reckoning. Yes, absolutely. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Um, Which uh, we talked about last week that she basically Reckoning's uh, seizure. And that we were like, Vince was like, uh, people told him like you should not have it, especially now. Um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get into SmackDown, and then we'll get into uh, Full Gear uh, goodness here. Um, kicking things off with with Sasha Banks and Bailey, and part part the, um, and I just I, I love these two. I love the fact that they they have such uh, physicality in their matches. Um, I like that, that, uh, you know, Bailey who mark my words, PWI or whoever is going to give them the official title. She's wrestler of the year. Female wrestler of the year is, is Bailey. And, uh, I, I can give you, uh, points here and there as to why I believe she is. And she, not to mention the fact that the, 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 first and foremost is that the fact that she held the belt for as long as she did, but the, the fact that she puts on matches like this you know, left and right is just amazing to me. Um, Especially because she was able to also reinvent her character yes, the way that she has. The way that she had, yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, it's 
even with the split when you you didn't know who was going to get what title <laughs> so as far as when i say title as far as the the uh the the heel and then super heel <laughs> or mm-hmm. you know, baby faces as banks took it and then ba- bailey basically took the the heel mantra and and has gone with it yeah so this was just an amazing match and uh uh banks takes it away from again from bailey uh, with with this but the <laughs> the end result after everything was said and done backstage was that Carmella comes out of nowhere and attacks Bailey. I mean, uh, Banks. And uh, I, I guess she's th- thrusting herself into this, this picture now since this was basically the, uh, this must have been just the culmination of this whole uh, feud with, with Banks and Bailey. And uh, it had to end that way. Let's be honest, though. It did because, you know, Banks has the reputation, of, as Bailey pointed out, of being a, a perennial loser after she wins a belt. So she definitely had to get her comeuppance. This is from Bleacher Report. She has lost in her first title defense four times now. Okay. <laughs> per WWE.com, the boss's uh, reigns has lasted 27, 28, 20, and nine days, respectively. And then it goes, <laughs> Sasha Banks will retire a 20-time women's champion. <laughs> <laughs> the combined length of all her title reigns will be less than a year. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, she definitely needed to, to actually win win a match against uh, against yeah. Bailey. Um, and then uh, <laughs> the 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 storyline continues because we had a qualifying match with uh, Mysterio and Corbin. Um, Murphy has this whole thing, this whole triangle with Mysterios and Aaliyah and Murphy and Seth Rollins is very weird this week. Uh, in that Murphy basically helped Rollins again, and now he, and then he says to Rollins, you're the Messiah, I'm the disciple. And then Aaliyah comes out of nowhere and after Rollins leaves and starts yelling at Murphy <laughs> and he's like, hey, I got this, I got this. Um, it The storyline developing, uh, it, people backstage are, are loving it, apparently. There's reports that, the uh, and McMahon as well, uh, loves a good Dallas uh, kind of storyline, uh, you know, Mel- Melrose Place kind of storyline. So this is, this is right down. I was going to say, Dallas is a little, I don't think it's a Dallas kind of storyline. Melrose Place. Melrose yeah, Place. I'll, I'll take that okay. one. All right, fine. <laughs> Dallas was very, listen, I, I know it's way before your time and, and it's slightly at my time, <laughs> but Dallas was. No, it's your time. Very scandalous. It was, it was, it started before my time, uh, yeah. but very scandalous uh, when it came to all that kind of stuff. And Do you know who shot JR? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> Me neither. I think it was. Uh, Clogged artery. God damn it. I'm fucking great. Wow. Sorry. How old are you again? How do you know this? Um, <laughs> so Corbin beats, uh, because of, of Murphy's interference there, uh, Corbin beats Mysterio. Let's see what else here. Um, as I mentioned before, the uh, aforementioned Ruby Riot beats uh, Zelina Vega and Natalia to qualify for the Survivor Series. Uh, we had Rollins and Otis in a qualifying match. Uh, this was the match that Murphy basically comes out and helps out uh, uh, Rollins to defeat Otis. And again, in the the mantra of this toy is uh, not shiny anymore, Otis gets the loss. And so get get used to that. Um, and then we had the main event with Jey Uso and Kevin Owens. And we started off the night with SmackDown with uh, Uso talking to uh, Kayla and having an interview with her. And... Paul Heyman comes out of nowhere and basically says, uh, were you authorized to have this conversation? Um, by Roman Reigns. 
So I, you you start the night off with basically that whole premise of you are you are being watched by the watchdog and uh, no pun intended and. He, uh, I was about to say, did that come direct? Is that a direct no, all human quote? That is not, but it should be. It uh, should have been. It should be. It should be. I should be the the head of the table and the watchdog. Um, no, nah, so, I think Jay Uso has the watchdog. I think that's who need. That's what it needs to be. The watchdog. Uh, so basically, the, the interview ended just as abrupt as as it maybe possibly started. But uh, he's like, uh, yeah, Roman didn't say you could do this. So fast forward to the end of the night where uh, Ro- Roman basically said sometime, sometime in the beginning of the night to, uh, to Paul Heyman get Adam Pierce and get this match. Uh, uh, WWE owner, operator, CEO, CFO, and COO, Adam Pierce. Really? He owns the whole thing. Like, when, yeah, when, did this, whole thing. when did this happen? When, when did Do you he see become, any other authority figure? When did I he think, become owner? I think he, it's just, that's it. So Adam he Pierce lost owns. lost in a game of backgammon to Vince. So he it's so Pierce won that game is what you're saying to become CEO. Yes, that's that's what I meant. That's what, you that's meant. what I meant. Okay. Vince lost it. In a, in a <laughs> Pierce lost a game of backgammon. So here here's your here's your 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 loser gift. You own WWE. Um, so he, uh, he gets Pierce and Pierce. You know, even though you don't see him, uh, made this match, and then uh, you have both both are part of the Survivor Series team going after each other. Kevin Owens versus Jey Uso. Um, I, I do like the fact that uh, you have, you have. First of all, I, I, I find it funny that Kevin Owens, who just came over to SmackDown, is on the SmackDown team. You have absolutely no loyalty to any brand because you could just whatever is paying your bills at the moment is your your faction. That he was absolutely. He just like the the milk is still dry. <laughs> it, it's basically, it's just the idea of uh, you just came over here, and it, it's. I just find it funny that. Jeez. Kevin Owens is like a goon on a soccer team, but on, on a soccer team, on a hockey team, <laughs> but like a career goon. So like, no matter where he goes, that first game he arrives there, he'll beat the shit out of someone. Paid hitman. Um, so there's there's that with with him. Uh, the end of this match with with Reigns coming out, basically uh, just stand over and watch everything, and Uso defeating Kevin Owens. Um, and by the time everything was said and done, uh, he's stand, they're both standing on the ramp. And Roman has his, his uh, hand on on Jay's shoulder, and, and while he's raising the title in the air, um, this is just uh, this great this, storytelling. It really is, and this is this SmackDown is, has the best storytelling in sports entertainment. Oh, you went there. I did because I didn't want to say all of pro. I didn't. I didn't want to say all of pro wrestling because okay. AEW is giving them a good run for their money right now. Mm-hmm. But in all of sports entertainment. Yeah, I'm okay with that. So you're saying WWE Sports Entertainment, then what is AEW? Professional wrestling. Gotcha. Okay. All right. That that had that has been very made very clear. Mm-hmm. You went off to the land of sports entertainers. Right, right, right. Shout out your boy. <laughs> Which we, we will get into because good God. What a what a match. Um as a matter of fact, let's let's do that right now. Uh AEW full gear, which happened yesterday. Uh Oh, man, it's just the 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 lineup. First of all, I was very excited about just to get into, but the idea of all of these matches, with the exception of maybe one, and that even which, even that uh, one. No, I'll, never mind. I know. Which I'll, one I'll, we'll we'll get to it. But uh, the the idea of uh, every single match being a 
a top match, it's rare. It never happens. Let me just put it that way. It, it never happens. You watch a pay-per-view, there's always something like a dud that's there. And it just it, it happens. It, it's, it is what it is. Wrestlers don't want to be the, 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 the one that puts that dud out. But it happens. This, on the other hand, just brilliant down the line. Um, the kickoff, show, even with the kickoff uh, match with uh, Serena Deeb and former NWA <laughs> champ uh, Allison Kay, uh, the 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 outcome of this one, the excitement with this one, after everything was said and done, was where's Thunder Rosa going? And question answered <laughs> because she comes out and. She's she ain't going nowhere. She ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so she is still within AEW. Um, there were also reports throughout the week that WWE was hard and fast trying to get uh, a hold of her, and also reports that people were hard and fast telling her, "Don't go there," <laughs> and because uh, you will be stymied. I don't blame them for telling her that. She'll which just is, be put in Legado del Fantasma. Not really, <laughs> just be a, a jobber there. Um, so we know Thunder Rose is still in AEW. But if you have to kick things off a pay per view with probably your your two most popular superstars in AEW, I yeah. mean Kenny Omega and Adam Page, which this is the match that again storytelling has been built up for how many how long now? It's been a year and change yeah. since they became a tag team. They became the champs. They had the champ reign. They lost it, and then you're still going through. Then you go through the tournament, which everybody knew what was going to happen. Lead to this point, it did not disappoint. Not only did it not disappoint, one of the the best matches of the night was this. So one. I actually have some uh, stars, please. Oh, for for some of the good matches. Are these are these are you giving these stars? Or are you just no, no no confirmed from what coat from? Blah, 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 blah. I need to learn how to speak English correctly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all of the stars that I have that I will be giving were mm. all according to what culture. Okay. So these are not so your own stars. I don't know what Meltzer's doing. I don't give a shit what Meltzer's doing because I agree with these stars right here. So, okay. So then you'd give the same kind of stars had you not gone online to take a look at it. Yes. Okay, good. All right. Just want to clarify. All right, go ahead. So for Kenny Omega and Hangman Page was four and a half stars. Out of? Five. Okay. All right. Just again, want to set that precedence because you could be four yeah, out of five out of twenty. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, what a shitty right. match. Okay. Well, no, it's either five or it's either five or ten. Let's okay. be honest. <laughs> All right. So four out of five out of four point five out of five. Okay. Yes. Uh, why? What do you mean? Why? Why was it four point five out of five? Why was it so good? Why was it so good? Are yeah. you kidding me? That was a barn burner of a match. Oh, okay. I'm asking. I, I've that's, seen the match. That's all I need to. That's all I need to okay. say. All right. I, I know it, if you want to describe it, had everything. Okay. Although, however, I did feel like Hangman was going to kick out of one of the uh, what's his what's his uh, fat no what's the thing what's his finisher his finisher finisher. Are you talking about the Falcon Arrow? Falcon Arrow, no. yes. V Trigger, no. Yeah, is no, it the Falcon, Falcon Arrow? Arrow. Yes, it is the Falcon Arrow. Okay, so I thought he was going to at least kick out of one of the Falcon Arrows, mm -hmm. and then Cody, uh, Cody, Kenny, be really uh, upset about that and hit him with like a vicious Falcon Arrow. Mm -hmm. But that didn't happen. He didn't kick out at once. Maybe that's why it only went to four and a half instead of five. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I want to point out that AEW, who is just, they, they are opening doors <laughs> to all uh, promotions. They to have all, some would say, to all elite, elite wrestling promotions. promotions. They have, well, I call Impact to Elite, but 
Uh, Don Callis. Was, I wouldn't call NWA either. It was just a joke. Ah, okay. <laughs> just to make sure. Uh, Don Callis from Impact Wrestling is on the call with the opening match. And uh, listen, if you can get, like, do crossovers where you, like, you know, it, my, my dream scenario is having DC and Marvel come up with a crossover where it's, you know, Every it's Superman versus Hulk and you no know, Batman versus uh, Iron Man like situations going on. Well, um, no, the 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 real the real one is Batman versus Hulk because Batman knows how to kill everybody and Hulk is unkillable. But that's a story for a different. I, I, I say ba- I say Batman Iron Man because they're both billionaires and they it's it's well, tech, true. tech versus yes. tech yeah, is where Superman yeah. Superman Hulk are like two super strong. Okay, I digress. Um, Kenny Omega. Who we all figured would win, won, and yes. uh, in a hell of a match that uh, from from in and out V triggers left and right, um, and that, that intro is just is, it's killer every time. <laughs> Kenny Omega's and they uh, mentioned something about North Carolina. All I'm saying every- is there's no way it's a coincidence. <laughs> I tried explaining that to Steven yesterday. I'm like, yo, did they mention North Carolina? I asked him, and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, there's no fucking way that's a coincidence. There's no coincidence. There's, there's, no re- there's a reason they're mentioning North Carolina every time he goes mm-hmm. out for a match. Mm-hmm. I, I like to know. And I, I can't tell you exactly why that is. My, much to my chagrin when I found out that Don Callis is going to be on the call for that match was that Manitoba's own Don Callis was, going, was calling it for another of Manitoba's own, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. And they became friends because of another Manitoba's own, by way of Manhasset, New York, Chris Jericho. Okay. So now I can't wait to see the Good Brothers against anybody in AEW because that's the only thing that that that's, that speaks out to me. Impact has the okay. You know they have the uh, if they have the relationship. What's the best way to capitalize on that relationship? Other than the Good Brothers, I mean, they got a lot of people over at Impact. Don't get me wrong, but that Good Brothers uh, yeah. storyline with anybody, obviously the Bucks, stuff like that, yeah, be great. Uh, so I, and this this also paid off at the ends of the of the night uh, with Kenny Omega winning here. Uh, next up, we had let's see here. Oh, uh, Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. In these matches that they had here, uh, basically were what, what I, I liked, what I heard from other uh, sources, basically as like palate cleansers, and even the palate cleansers were delicious <laughs> because yeah. this match here, you put silver uh, on a pedestal in this match, man. Like I, I figured that Cassie was going to win this. I also figured that some some part of Dark Order would be a part of it, and they weren't. Uh, it's John Silver is going to, at least for my my opinion, they should use him more for everything. Uh, you know, it, I think he's going to be the breakout star after this whole Dark Order situation is complete. I I, I agree, I agree. He is five 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 four. He is he is all all of four and a, of five and a half feet. Yeah, <laughs> I almost said four and a half. But he's definitely all of five feet four inches. He is, 100%. yeah. He is, uh, <laughs> he is, he's, he's amazing in that he just is able to sell and, and uh, put on a show uh, for such a, a little strong guy. He had at one point he had Cassidy 
uh, one-handed, pressed on, over his head. That's right. <laughs> and uh, I'm just, it was just amazing to watch that this this guy, the, the two of them, kind of you know acrobatically work work this match. Um, and I'm always impressed when when Orange Cassidy can do that swinging DDT. Uh, I always like that move. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and after everything was said and done, Cassidy wins it, and Chuck Taylor and Trent come out and do the hug. You got to give the people what they want. Uh, and then next up, we have the match for the TNT title with Darby Allen, your challenger, taking on the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Rhodes. <laughs> and there it is, Rhodes. Um, he got his name back. He got his name I back. I think I got my swagger back. <laughs> oh. Uh, he's got after everything is said and done with uh, WWE and their nonsense with holding that trademark uh, of his last name. I don't know how you possibly do that. Um, he's got it back. Uh, he was he had to give up some other things, such as not the promise of not naming pay per views certain names. Uh, really? Yeah. So basically, uh, Rhodes in his EVP uh-huh. role. Uh, basically said, "Listen, I will, I, I will not name this pay per view this and that and that that, um, in exchange for getting my name back." <laughs> and and they they worked it out. Um, Quote from Jr. We haven't heard that in a while, unless it was one of my mistakes. God, that <laughs> man is a national treasure. He really is. <laughs> he really is. He is just gold. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Orange Cassidy and John Silver, three and three quarter stars. Oh yes, thank you. Really, and this one, Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes, four and three quarters. Okay, real. Uh, okay, all right. I think I like the the Omega match slightly better. Me too. Uh, than this one, but not by much. This this was uh, uh this was awesome. Just even with with Allen's entrance with the the truck, um, face. I think TNT. that's what gave it the 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 extra quarter was you know the whole end the big ass entrance. The big celebration, the tease from Cody at the end. What is he going to do? I gonna do wish he would have just belted him across the head with that fucking thing. Just turn heel. And there was an aspect of that. I was like, I was waiting for, like, Arn was pissed at the at the outside of the of the ring. Um, we're we're, we're jumping jumping the gun here, but uh, before we get to that part, the 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 move of the night basically was on top on the top rope. With Darby and Cody on the top rope, and out of just insanity, does the super crossroad <laughs> from the top rope onto the mat, and and Darby just rolls out of the ring like he he they ended up halfway in from the from the corner to halfway into the ring, and then Darby ends up on the other side of the ring rolled out, and I thought he was, was going to die. <laughs> just that that super code that super crossroads was just insane. Um, I'm pretty sure I yelled out, "Oh my god!" Oh my god! That. Oh my god! Um, and then you know, Darby Darby does a hit a stunner, and then does a coffin drop onto Cody. Cody kicked out a two on that. I was like, "Oh, there's no way now. <laughs> there's no way now that Darby's going to win this." Um, he uh, he countered Cody countered another pinning attempt, uh, one after the other, uh, and then Darby rolled up Cody uh, with with the the greatest move ever, uh, the roll up for the win. And um, the, the the handoff of, of the the crown basically as as Cody goes on one knee, hands the belts off to Darby Allen, and now it's the the passing of the torch, and now it it, it was time, and, and that was the the best way, and the and the reason why 
Cody was able to get the belt off of uh, Mr. Brody Lee because it wouldn't have been realistic with, with Darby. But now that Cody was able to take it off and be the middleman between between the two, now Darby can do his thing. And not to mention the fact that also that uh, he was, he's been signed to a long-term contract with AEW thanks to TK, Tony Khan. Um, so you're going to see a lot of him uh, coming up, especially since it's a TV title and it should be defended every week. You'll see a lot more Dar- Darby Allen and his, his insanity. Um, and then you get to the end of the match, and then basically a Team Taz comes out and destroys both of them. <laughs> and uh, uh, Cage picks up Allen, throws him into the AEW sign. Um, you and then and then they take they take Allen to his truck, uh, which is parked right outside the arena. There, they slam him on the hood. They have his arm in between the 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 door and the actual part of the car itself where he's going to slam the door onto his arm and then making the save uh, is uh, Big Boy. Why am I? Yeah, Big Dick Will Hobbs. Big Dick Will Hobbs. <laughs> is that his real uh, nickname? Big no. Dick Will Hobbs. Um, making the save. So we, we just, in the, in that moment, you've set up an entire entirely new storyline. Not not that that's new. Our, Alan and, and Team Taz uh, were always a storyline. But it's it mentioned. Let me mention this now. The fact that Will Hobbs did not hit either one of them. I know their Team Taz is going after Hobbs to join them. Interesting to to see that he didn't hit him with the chair. He didn't really go after him. It was kind of like shoo him away. But did you hear usually, how many times he slammed that fucking chair? I, I he know. also threw a barricade. I know, but usually that's the the tendency of. You know, a heel turn, a heel turn, kind of thing. All right, I'm just All saying. Right. I'm just saying. You you like conspiracies? You, you like you like conspiracies? I'm throwing a conspiracy out there. I, I feel them. like he didn't attack them as full as fully as he could, just because they wanted to show the save. But at some point, I feel like he's going to join Team Taz. Um, Remember, this is in WWE. Remember that this is this is very true. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> um, which why which is why it would be even more surprising. Because yeah, they just, don't run a sloppy shop. The, the sloppy shop. Um, QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes interviewed backstage by by my future wife Dasha Gonzalez. Uh, they'll be facing Butcher and Blade in a bunkhouse match this week on Dynamite. Uh, the whole bunny storyline with QT Marshall is just. I, I feel like if I had to give a, a star rating to that storyline, I'd give it a, a half a star. Half. Yep. <laughs> half a star. By the way, what was the the? Oh, you said you said the I'm sorry. You said Cody and Darby were uh, four and three quarters, right? Yes. Okay. Next up here, we have Hikaru, Hikaru, Hikaru Shida. Hickory dickory dock. Hikaru. Some, some chick was, never mind. Hello. Um, yeah, we, <laughs> pronunciation, I, I feel like it's it's Hikaru Shida, but we Americanize it to be Hikaru because that's what we say. Yeah. Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida. Uh Putting the gold on the line against Nyla Rose. This match here, when I said before, as far as levels of awesomeness, this one, at least for me, uh, kind of stepped down a little bit. Yes, it uh, did. Uh, yeah. So, and, and, and stepped down so much, I didn't even write down the, the, how many stars it got. Well, look at wow, look at that. Um, I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was like horrendously bad. This one, they they have history together but this one was not built up like the other ones were no um this one kind of was just put together because alex marvez was talking to sheeta at one point and she just said yeah let's do it <laughs> so yeah that was that was kind of the build up for it um their but, women's divisions just 
not good. It's well, it's not good, but it's not because of these two. I just think it's not good because there's not a range of ladies. By the way, um, I just heard this earlier today, and I found it very fascinating that the main events of Halloween Havoc, this all happened last week. So NXT mm-hmm. had their main event, which was Yoshirai versus Candice LeRae. Yes. The main event of Dynamite happening at the same time was uh, Kenny Omega versus Penta. Yeah. Take a guess as to, in that block, in that half-hour block, who won the night as far as ratings go. The whole night? No, no. Just that that, that main event block, because they, they break it down into, into like quarterly mm-hmm. hours, of that last quarter, at the main event time. It's a 50-50 shot. Who, who do you think won that that block? By what you're saying, NXT. NXT won. Yeah. The, the, women, the women's match, that main event, w- w- was watched by more people than... Hello. That main event was watched by more people than uh, the Omega match. Wow. Yeah. So which is why uh, it, was, it was said, which is why the NXT this week started off with a women's match. Because um, you, you don't normally see that. You don't normally see see that no, in, yeah, uh, you're right. in in wrestling uh, overall. <laughs> you don't see w- women start the night, so hence why that that happens. Um, I just found that fascinating, so I, I'm pointing that out because we're talking on a side note because we're talking about the women's division in AEW. Um, you, you're right; it's not, and ha- nor has it been that great <laughs> um, ever a- ever in the in the existence of AEW, which is a shame because AEW as a whole is great. <laughs> um, and their storytelling storytelling is amazing. With that being said, uh, these two who are amazing in their own right, individually, uh, they they put on a a good match, uh, especially with uh, Guerrero just being involved, and uh, the the outcome of of this whole thing. So, by the end of everything here, uh, she did defended and and is still holder of the women's championship belt. Uh, the main story of this, though, was at the end of the match, after said match, and the Guerrero-Rose uh, uh, heated discussion, which which led to a slap. A lot of slaps during this night. A lot of slaps <laughs> happening throughout the entire night, this being one of them. Um, where Guerrero just basically bitched out Nyla Rose uh, for just yes. for failing and and losing. And, you know, Rose not doing anything in her face. Um I I see and hope that this at some point ends this relationship because I don't see why Rose needs a manager. Me either. Um, if it is a man- actually, I do. I mean, I see it, but I don't. I don't think Vicky's the right fit. I don't, that sounds weird, no. at least to me. I, I don't know. It just seems like it's. I, I don't know. It, it just doesn't seem like it, it's it's working out. So at some point, I can see Guerrero being a manager to any host of, of other women that need it. Um, I can see her being a manager to, like, uh, Conti. Um, you know who I can see her being a manager to? Other than Tay Conti. That was a really good one. I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Lise and Diamante. Yes. That, that'd that be perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> that'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. But, yeah, not, not Rose. So at some point, that's going to be uh, a falling out and uh, – I don't know if Rose is going to be like a face at, at that point, uh, but we shall see. And then th- this this match here better it better have gotten that's not even proper English better have gotten uh, seventeen out of five stars because this was 
match of the night by far. Yes. By it far. It was match of the night, match of the year. Oh, you're going there. I'll say it. Okay. It was awesome. I, I put it up there for, for match of the year. Um, yeah, I put it up there, but I say it probably would win match of the year. Regardless. This being the tag team uh, dream match, which is uh, FTR, Wheeler, and, and Harwood versus the Young Bucks, and the stipulation being that if the Young Bucks lost, they would never, they put pull on the Cody Rhodes card, they would never contend for the tag team uh, titles again, and that's hard to pull off being that they are a tag team. So at least Cody can go for like another belt, whereas a tag team can really just only go for a tag team unless they break up. So, I thought this was going to get a trios championship into AEW if they did lose. A what championship? Trio. A trio championship. Yeah, like ROH has this uh, six-man tag. I don't know what it is. People have three-man oh. uh, championships is what I'm trying I've, to say. You're, that's the first I've been watching wrestling my entire life. I've never heard of a, a three-man. Yeah. Huh. I think actually uh, Villain Enterprises – was the last trio they the current trio champions in I don't know what they call it, it just it feels good saying trio. <laughs> okay. Um this was obviously a five star match. I okay, thank you. <laughs> so I would hope it was five star. Um, it was obviously a five star match. And if you noticed, I don't know if you noticed, FTR's gear, did you notice anything special about it? Uh, I did not, but by the way, I'm sorry, not, not to cut you off, but you just reminded me. The did you know anything special about uh, Nyla Rose's gear? The pre- no. in the previous match, she uh, was paying homage to Mega Man. Her whole outfit was blue, uh, and oh. it had like the same the same lining as uh, as Mega Man. Anyway, go ahead. The uh, FTR their ring gear they when they came down, they had a. The whole match of the night was a Boston Celtics Lakers type of rivalry. Because let's be honest, that's the, it's the it's the Celtics Lakers rivalry of AEW. It, it really is because this is something that they they took very serious. Where the Young Bucks worldwide were considered to be the greatest uh, tag team, and then FTR basically took that that uh, that title as well as the actual titles. Exactly. Uh, so uh, it, it, this was definitely built up again AEW doing storytelling as they only can, uh, putting together these two, and, and even weeks ago, you know, put, putting the, the thought in people's heads as far as at some point they're going to come together, not now, but, you know, months ago when, when FTR first came into AEW, placing it in everybody's heads, young bucks are going to come after you, but right now we are the best. And uh, that is just, that's just how you do it. You kind of plant that little that little fuse. You light the fuse you know, weeks and months ago, and then it finally blows up now. Um, and, and also oh, one other thing. Sorry. Yeah, please. Uh, there. Want to see if I can get it? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. No, I'll do it from memory. The uh, their jackets had four stars on it. Okay. Four stars. There was a yellow one. Mm-hmm. There was a red one. Okay. There was a blue one, and there was a gold one. Okay. Okay. The red one had. A date from 2015 and a date from 2016 in it. Mm-hmm. The red, uh, I'm sorry, that was the yellow one. The red one had a date from two dates from 2019, or one day from 2018 and one day from 2019. Okay. The blue one had a date from 2019 as well. And then the gold one said 9 5 2020. And I remember that one specifically hmm. in my head. 
But do you know what that was supposed to symbolize? What was the first date? I don't remember what the date or, was. Or the range, whatever the range was. 2015, 2016. And it was on a yellow thing. I'm going to say specific points in their careers. like it was first... all their title wins. Title wins, okay. Yeah, so they had all the four NXT, Raw, SmackDown, and AEW. Gotcha. So it's pretty interesting. That is also, cool. another side note, mm. the Bucks were wearing Mamba gear. Yes, that I knew. If you noticed, in the playoffs and in the finals, the Lakers won when they were wearing Mamba gear. Mm-hmm. So and right. only when they were wearing Mamba gear. Right. Well, Steve, I, I said that last night, and Steve pointed out, he's like, they're definitely winning tonight. It, but yeah, funny enough, just to, in a technicality, uh, when the Lakers first wore the Mamba gear this year in game five, they lost. They lost. <laughs> <laughs> they lost. So with that being said, they wore it the next night, and then they won. They won the whole thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and that's good, uh, good on Steve to point that out. Um, that uh, the Young Bucks wore that. Uh, and, and also, Matt and his ankle, um, I, I had read that he was he had actually tore, like, for real, tore. Yeah, like, like his MCL or something yeah, like that. Uh, so, you know, he was definitely not 100% in, in going into this match. Um, I can't, I and I should have counted the amount of times that they were, uh, uh, like, two counts. Because oh, it just the near fall finishes are the near fall finishes. Man, oh, good God, <laughs> it's just out of control. And and I'm always like, okay, enough is enough. With you know, we went back and forth. Okay, we got it. It's it's too close. This fit. This match was about thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, probably the longest match of the night. But uh, in in again, the grand scheme of the entire night was that it was this was a long pay per view. This is over three and a half hours. Uh, and again, they they don't do these kind of long pay-per-views but i think because it's the last one of the year and they wanted to have these these epic five-star matches go throughout the night it it was fine (laughs) and no problem whatsoever i'm not complaining about that at all i'm just saying that they put in every single minute of this match for 30 minutes was just stellar and another one of these matches where i don't usually go back to watch stuff but i would definitely watch this match again um and then the irony in this entire thing well, before I get to that, Dax hit his. I don't remember or where, saw where he hit his hand, and then he basically okay. cut it, and, and he had a bloody hand where he had a tag into uh, into Cash, and he had to go to uh, to Doc Samson at the outside of the ring to get his hand taped up. Do you do you, did you see when that happened? I do. One of the young bucks was on the outside by the ring post, and he went to go give him a chop on the ring post. Oh, the young buck got out of the way. Chopped his hand to pieces. He really did. Like legit, chopped it. Like his. And his, it was that that wasn't supposed to happen. No, well, no. <laughs> and I, I hate to give this fucking kid credit, but I have to because if not, I'm gonna hear it. <laughs> Stephen pointed out, what if that was a work? Right. Mm-hmm. So you have what's the way the wrestlers blade back in the day? Do you have it slipped in the in your thing? You pull it out. You and pull you're, it and out. Your wrist, and you're taping the wrist, and you pull it out. And you mm-hmm. and you slip it back in there. Exactly. Right. So part of me, or what he was saying was, if it had kind of like come out a little bit, and then when he went to go slap it, he made it seem that it was just like you know, a little. I'm sorry. No, no, no. He said that it wasn't a work. 
And the reason why it wasn't a work was maybe if he had, because if you hit your hand against a corner, it's not going to bleed. Right. Unless it's a really sharp corner, sharp but those corner. things don't do look that sharp. People's that's head a, run into them and they don't bleed. That's a that's a horrible. I, I mean, it sound like 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 I'm being dad here. That's a horrible spot to put a blade, <laughs> especially if well, right here. Yeah, right in your yeah. in your artery. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's a horrible spot to put it because God forbid something like this happens and it gets deeper than it it, it really should. You're not wrestling <laughs> for the rest yeah. of the night. Like it's not just like a doc come here and let me tape this up. Like you're so like saying you're going to the hospital. If he, exactly, it's ridiculous. He was saying if it kind of like came out a little bit and then he just quickly just kind of put his arm down. Okay. Sliced it quick and then came back out. It fell out, something like that. I, I never even thought of that till till now. Just the idea of uh, yeah, I mean that's like one oh one. Like if you want a blade, you put that in your in the, the tape on your wrist, and then you can just pull it out, put it back in when you guys are like covered up on the on the the mat. But I I, I never thought about if you chop somebody that it just could cut you, <laughs> and then if it's deeper than it should be, then yeah, you're you're kind of screwed. You're gonna put up Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that happened there, um, and then the irony in uh, this entire thing, which uh, I again, I don't know how Matt did it. Uh, if if that ankle is legit uh, hurt, God bless. He 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 pushed through it. Um, that the FTR's mantra is uh, no flips, just fists. No flips. Yep. And what does Cash do in a moment of either confusion or? <laughs> Or whatever it was, he, he there was a, there was like a pause that he he kind of took like five second beat where he did absolutely nothing. He's looking back and forth, and I think that was on purpose to have discussions like this where he's like, "Should I actually pull this off? Should I try to do a, a four sixty here and and see if I can I can get it?" And he tried it and it failed because he missed uh, he missed Matt, and then he uh, went for the same exact move, <laughs> um, the. Uh, the springboard 450 splash and uh, Matt Matt did it. Matt hit him with a, a super kick. Sorry, um, since he since he missed since uh, Cash missed hit him with a super kick. Pin Cash Wheeler and we have new AEW World Tag Team Champions. This is why I'm saying Matt's in Matt. Jesus, sorry, there was a fucking ginormous car outside that was just goddamn god awfully distracting. <laughs> It's easy for you. And it seems like it's like, oh, squirrel. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think that Matt's injury, Matt's injury is real, and I'll tell you why. Mm. Why would they just end it on something that isn't their finisher? Why would they end this great match on a super kick? Wouldn't you want to end it on a Melter driver? Right. Which I love the name that. <laughs> that's the name of the move. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> um. I can't wait until I get it's a black the black power bomb. No, no, no. <laughs> Forget I said that. Forget I said that. I want to rethink these names. Damn it, Excalibur. You're supposed to be coming up with good names. Um, oh, that was low hanging fruit. <laughs> uh, dick. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, if his leg was actually hurt, it yeah. would be difficult for him to lift and hoist someone in the air like that. Right. Right. So it kind of makes sense. I, I you know, I didn't, th- I didn't think about it, and I, I tend to agree. But we do have uh, new champs, and uh, the the post celebration, post match celebration, was interesting in that Kenny Omega <laughs> came out, yeah, uh, celebrated with them, and then in the back, in the right tunnel, standing there with a beer, is Adam Page, <laughs> and yeah, uh, and I almost cried. They didn't. Uh, it, w- it was a little like 
like sad violin playing. They, they didn't really like rec- like acknowledge it till after the fact. And Giovanni had said something, um, which was good. But uh, yeah, you just saw him standing there in the tunnel, like yeah. kind of like pining. In the arms <laughs> of the that's that's it. That is it. Perfect. perfect. Uh, they Excalibur did say one thing that stuck out in my mind. Mm-hmm. Very very like a bold fucking flashing light. Okay. He mentioned DIY by name. Yeah, they, there was another thing too that they went through different uh I mean and also they they pulled it off like between Young Bucks and, and FTR pulling off these these old school moves and they basically Excalibur kind of pointed it out every single time. Yeah. But it's crazy to mention DIY by name if you really think about it cuz that is their competition, right. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also I'm like I thought about it then WWE can't have a fucking copyright on the name DIY. It's, no. it's 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 like LeBron trying to trademark Taco Tuesday. It was already <laughs> there before you came around, dude. Right, right. So it's not like you can just pick it up. Oh, what? what? Oh, Jesus. Oh, no, don't. <laughs> no, please don't do that. Oh, Jesus. Chris, why are you holding your cat right now? Find some peace tonight. Damn, dude, I do a great Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> do you? Yeah, didn't you hear me belt that out? That was you? Oh, that was you. Oh, you really are good. Um, Far away. All right, I'm done. <laughs> uh, what is uh, PWG? Did I miss something? Progressing Gorilla. Oh, right, with uh, Excalibur. Got it. Thank you. Yes, Thank where, you. you know, that whole thing with Kevin Steen happened. Yes, got it. Anyway, I I I heard him say I heard Jim Ross say that, which I'm I'm shocked he even came out and said that. <laughs> like I thought that would be a, a yeah. Cause Excalibur, Excalibur was probably in his ear on every fucking break for the first month and a half. PWG, PWG. Can you re- hey, can you can you just mention PWG? PWG, like a couple That'd times. That'd be awesome. I'm not gonna mention that because what's, what's a PWG? What's a PWG? Why are you guys gorillas? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also Excalibur freaking uh, pointed out several times about the the actual match. Um. Also, oh, no, he, he point. I'm sorry. He pointed it out during the uh, the main event, more so, uh, with with uh, Moxley and and uh, Kingston. But we'll, we'll get to that. Anyway, uh, the Elite Deletion match. Um, I feel like every pay per view has to have at least one cinematic match, and this was it. Um, what are your thoughts? <laughs> you know what? In the beginning of the match, uh, honest to God, in the beginning of this match, I was like. Especially because it showed Neo One uh, in the hologram, I'm like, what? Are, what am I about to watch? Like, I honestly, I I prejudged this whole thing. And so, not, have not, you ever seen the Ultimate Deletion? Uh, with with Hardy and Jeff. With Hardy and Jeff. Uh, well, the original Hardy one, Hardy. the one that the one that went when uh, the viral. like it came out that like WWE super, super viral exactly. Yes, I did. All the superstars were watching it backstage, yeah. cracking the fuck. Yes, up. yes, I did. I had a lot of those vibes too. It, it did. I it did. Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I was like, what the hell am I am I about to watch? And by the end of it, I'm like, this was great. <laughs> this was great in that it was just again, you have these matches where it just the palate cleanser slash t- take a sharp left turn and go a completely t- totally different direction. This match here, um, was just insane from the start because it was outside. It was on the Hardy compound. Um, 
they have uh, they even pointed out at one point well in the beginning of the match they didn't say anything like, the announcer said nothing they were just letting him yeah, go no. at it they, it was silence and then maybe like three or four minutes into the actual match Excalibur and, and every you know the three of them start talking about it um because I I think they didn't they just didn't know where to go with it but uh whatever it was uh the Excalibur said you know be pinfalls anywhere you can just you know have have a the referee count anywhere um I guess he said false count anywhere, uh, obviously, because it's outside. But mm-hmm. uh, it just happened to be uh, Hardy's ring. Hardy has a ring in the middle of his, his backyard. Middle of nowhere. Ring in the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. I loved it. <laughs> On the compound. With, um, the, with the full gear banners and everything. everything. Yeah, it was it was decked out with AEW stuff. So, And this, by the way, WWE, you missed the boat. You, you missed the boat. You had, you had this character. You had... Uh, oh, hello. You had... Um, you had this character right in your, in your hands. You had him there. You had uh, you you fought tooth and nail to basically have Matt get the trademark rights from uh, Impact over to get the delete delete character, uh, Broken Matt Hardy. Yeah, you, you had to settle for Woken, um, and then if you finally were able to get it, and you just let it go. You you had the ball in your hand. You dropped it, and yeah. Kudos to AEW for letting him do his thing, and Matt Hardy going through his all of his incarnations of characters. But uh, this was just an amazing match from start to finish. In that it was just you had if you took mushrooms and then smoked weed, um, this is what Matt basically came up with this idea, and yes. and it, it showed, and it was great. Uh, you had the, the pinfalls in, the, in outside. You had pinfalls in the ring. Um, Sammy, who uh, I, I will say is probably top five best wrestlers on the planet. I'm saying it. The top, Sammy is top five best wrestlers. Because just what he can do and what he can pull off and, and what he does with working with Matt is incredible. Um, the I've best... never seen anybody been able to counter the twist of fate. So that's why that, I'll agree with you. There you go. <laughs> and there you go. Um, the, the, they were able to also get... Uh, um, Inner Circle involved in that Santana Ortiz just magically appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> so they yeah. were in the dark forest. They come to the ring and they start helping uh, Sammy beat up on on Matt. And then <laughs> there's a shot uh, in a, of a car. And then in the car is Private Party. And Private oh, Party yeah. took their sweet ass time though <laughs> to get to drive from where they were <laughs> to. You know, well, they're to in New York, right? Give them a break. <laughs> a Twelve hour drive <laughs> to Camden, North Carolina, <laughs> yeah, dude. Come like, on, we're there. Um, then they, you know, they took their sweet ass time. They finally get to the ring, and now they're, you know, everybody's in this this melee. And then <laughs> all of a sudden, just uh, 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 that was the one part. It was Matt Hardy was under the ring, and he he's on a walkie-talkie, and uh, Santana Ortiz basically like get it out of his hands. Like, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? And it was Private Party on the other end. Um, they come, they battle Santana Ortiz, and then. <laughs> While Matt is trying to uh, fend off Sammy, out of nowhere, Gangrel, <laughs> Gangrel, the original mentor to Matt Hardy, appeared out of nowhere, and who's he holding hostage? But stop! <laughs> hurricane it's Helms. A hurricane. It's coming a hurricane through. coming through. Hurricane Helms, fresh off his firing from WWE as an executive there. Uh, not executive, a uh, basically helper backstage. You get you got fired. An agent. Agent. We'll call, that's what they call him, right? Right. You're an agent. Um, Hurricane Helms being held hostage. <laughs> Just his, his his head is being held in the hands of Gangrel, and 
I didn't realize how big Gangrel was. Um, yeah, because he's next to Christian and Edge mostly the times you see him, and both of them are like six four. And they're both yeah, the two of them are huge, but uh, tall. They're not huge, they're, but but Gangrel is now like tall, and he's I mean age has gotten <laughs> to him, I'm sure, but yeah, he's he's a big guy. Anyway, um, Sammy K- super kicks uh, Helms and Hardy. Uh, they keep fighting, uh, and then they somehow end up in the Doma deletion, <laughs> where the gate just closes. By the way, the funny the funny part of that whole thing was I, you see the gate c- come close, shutting down on on uh, Gangrel and Santana Ortiz outside. The the gate closes and it bounces back up, <laughs> like slightly. <laughs> it's like it hits the it hits the the ground. It slightly bounces up, and uh, I'm like, you can just basically pull it up. But yeah, wrestling. Um, and then at that point, it's they're indoors. The referee, it's just the three of them. So everybody else is separated. <laughs> and they end up, um, uh, Sammy ends up on, on the world's biggest ladder at some point. Do, <laughs> does a, uh, a swanton. Jeff Hardy ladder. Yes. <laughs> so it's just like, you basically take a ladder <laughs> and quadruple it. And, and then add three more feet on top of that. And this is the ladder that they had in this ring. He does a uh, swanton uh, to, to Matt on a table. Uh, they end up uh, outside of the ring, and then, uh, oh, I, I, I'm sorry. Sam, when Sammy did that swanton, he hit, apparently hit the back of his head on the table. Oh, really? Yeah. Wonder where we heard we've seen that before. Yeah. Keep going. I got that. I got that snidey remark for another one. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I'm gonna set you up. So then they end up outside of the ring. Uh, he puts. Uh, Sammy goes outside the ring. He gets uh, Matt Spear Sammy uh, outside mm-hmm. the ring. Uh, smacked him Again, through the table. Where have we seen that uh, one? On the concrete Keep floor. <laughs> He's on slams him into the concrete floor. Uh, busted open. Um, and then Matt Hardy gets a gets a chair, and he says, "You made me into what I am." And then he, while Sammy is laid basically dead on the floor, slams the chair onto his head, <laughs> and I'm like. And while while watching this, my my exact thoughts were: in any other facet of life, anything else in life, if there's a, a third person in that room, referee, they would go and basically say, "Stop this! He's dead. <laughs> Stop this! He's passed out. Stop this! He's out." You, UFC, he's like the guy. The guy would be the referees would be all over, and the match is over. But no, wrestling. Take a chair, slam it on somebody's head, and now the guy's <laughs> the guy could be dead. Um. And then the, the the that part that that was funny to me, and then also private party manages to somehow magically get inside, even though you know nobody else could get inside. And they're standing over like in front of the body, <laughs> and the referee is there just like declaring Matt the winner. Um, and they put him, they put uh, Sammy in the in the the trash, put the the garbage can. They they hoist it, which I'm sure he wasn't in that that trash because it seemed like private party just had way too easy of a time getting into the back of the truck. He wasn't, and also it rolled around slightly in the back of the truck, and it rolled around slightly. He was not in that, but anyway, I digress. Uh, Matt uh, slams the, the 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 pickup truck door shut, taps it a couple times. Senor Benjamin, take him away, <laughs> and the camera cuts to Senor Benjamin, and he drives away. Big pop for Senor Benjamin. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> Big pop. <laughs> Anytime he gets in your Benjamin, um, and um, then and then the end. It was of the night, all an ode it. to Matt leaving. I'm sorry. It was all an ode to Matt leaving WWE. The whole thing. Oh, was sure. An ode to the way Matt left WWE. I, I can see that now. Yeah, yeah. Um, also with with uh, Reby there, um, 
his uh, Matt's mm-hmm. wife. Um, and totally forgot to mention the fact, by the way, that if you actually go on a Ruby Sky's, uh, I think it's her Instagram or Twitter, she has video of the best part of the entire night, which I totally glossed over because uh, I'm an idiot. That the f- Matt gets a sh- like a shoot, like I say, like a long tube, and and it's fi- it's fireworks, and he lights it up, and he's basically chasing after Sammy. Oh right! With fi- oh, yeah, that part with the fi- Roman candles. The Roman candles. He's it, it, the thing. The damn thing. I gotta. I gotta get myself a set of these Roman candles, man, because it, the thing went off for like a minute. Like it didn't stop. I mean, he's like chasing him after like, after Sammy with Roman candles, as if it's like a gun. <laughs> if you notice, it was there's a, a spike on the bottom of it. Yeah. So I honestly think you're supposed to just fucking whoosh, right into the ground. Right. Yeah, of and course. Light the thing on fire and then and it goes, run away and run away. Which you know, basically, <laughs> yeah. what do you what do you do if you're Matt Hardy? You take it, you light it, and then you hold it like a like a uh, say hello to my little friend. And you chase after Sammy with a Roman candle, and the damn thing was shooting off like rockets. It was amazing. It was the funniest thing. And then Sammy, at some point, comes out of the woods. He ran into the woods. He comes back from the woods with his own Roman candles, and they're now they're shooting it after each, at each other. And Rebe has on her Twitter or Instagram. I apologize for not knowing which one. It's on her Twitter. A video of being inside the house while this is going on. Yeah. <laughs> so it, wow, it, that's a great view. Right. It just I'm if you get a chance right to watch it, make, make sure you watch it. It's just it's insane seeing the two of them go after each other with these fireworks. Um, moving on, uh, we have uh, Chris Jericho against MJF with Warlow, and if MJF wins, he's allowed to join the inner circle. Uh, I got a huge kick and popped slightly uh, with MJF coming out in the uh, light up jacket. I popped hard. <laughs> he had the the, uh, the 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 it was trimmed with his uh, his colors. Uh, it was just it was just great. And so that uh, Jericho comes out and his music, everybody pops to that as they always do. Um, <laughs> Excalibur with the line uh, of the match: "You don't chat, you don't chant. Tracy sucks, and you don't call MGF soft." Um, and uh, oh, because. Uh, the week before Jericho called uh, MJF soft. Yeah. Any, anyway, um, that was a that was a quick throwback to Tracy Smol- Tracy Smol- What? Who was the guy that died this past week? You know, the indie guy Tracy Sm- Smolders. Tracy Smothers. Smothers. Right. Smol- Smolders. No, that's Kobe from freaking How I Met Your Mother. That's Kobe Smolders. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Tracy Smothers. Tracy Smothers. Always good to do this slide. It is Tracy Smothers. Good for you. Thug, right? Good on you. C-H-U, and the last one stands for jail. <laughs> they mentioned that. Go look it up. Okay. It's hilarious. I will look that up immediately after this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with this match, uh, the the we get to the, the end part here where um, it was a little, uh, little ode to Eddie with, with this match here. Little, oh my god, it was amazing! Little little Guerrero match. Oh, what was? Oh, sorry, by the way, the we keep forgetting. I, I want to know the star the star rating for your uh, your elite deletion. The elite deletion match had no star rating. It said not rated. Swear on everything. That's what it said. Wild. I don't know why. Maybe because it wasn't a technical match. Uh, what would you give it? Since this is your show. Four stars. Four. Okay. I I I, I would agree with that. Um, and we go to the end here where uh, uh, 
see, MJF blocked a Judas effect from from Jericho. At some point there, um, he asks for uh, he countered it with a salt of the earth armbar. Try to try to get that on him a couple times. Wardlow, uh, uh, he gets out of the armbar, and now Audrey uh, Audrey is holding back Jericho, uh, and uh, Wardlow tosses MJF the diamond ring. Uh, and then while uh, Audrey is trying to tend to Wardlow, Hager throws a baseball bat to Jericho. MJF then <laughs> pulls at Eddie Guerrero, goes the uh, drops to the mat. Uh, Aubrey Edwards turns around, sees that MJF is out and that Jericho's holding the bat, uh, confronts Jericho. And as uh, Jericho is explaining to Aubrey that he didn't actually use the bat, once again, the greatest move ever. The roll up happens, and Jericho gets rolled up for the one, two, three. And so now MJF and and Wardlow getting the duo there. MJF and Wardlow are now in uh, inner circle. Hell yeah! I am uh, interested to see. What I'm going to get goes. that shirt. So now, sure. where, where are they going to put that in in the cross of Guns N' Roses? Where do you put the the two of them now? It's, it's oh, it's be, not going to be the Guns N' Roses. It's got to be a, a totally different like. Uh, yeah, 80s. It's got to be like a hexagon. Is there something with six? Something with six sides? I'm sure you could find an 80s uh, death metal band that uses the number six or something. Oh, you can do it with Iron Maiden. There you the go. The number perfect. of the beast. There you go. Perfect. Um, <laughs> this match was three and a half stars. Uh, I I I agree. I mean, I yeah. would I would put this along the same lines as uh, it, it was good. Uh, but it, it, it was it, good. But you only wanted to see the ending. Yes, you only wanted to see that MGF was inevitably going to win because of why would he not? Uh, because that you just want to make storylines go as long as they can, and you know this is this is what happens when you put the two of them together. You got you have to have MGF at some point uh, win to become part of Inner Circle. Uh, Jericho was very quick though at the end of this match to be happy about it. Like he like really wasn't like oh my god I lost. Like he's like I think he just wanted <laughs> according to story he wanted MJF to be in Inner Circle anyway. Um, and this is just an excuse to kind of get around the rest of his members of Inner Circle uh, declining the offer. Um, I have never seen a heel versus heel match done properly mm-hmm. or the way in which I think it should be done. It's tough. Granted, I don't know anything, so there's that too. Okay. <laughs> but I think this was the perfect way to pull off, execute, and get over with a heel versus heel match. Yes, you both you have two two guys that at the end of the match basically are are trying to get over on each other by using foreign objects and MJF out Jericho Jericho at the end yeah. of, at the end of everything. Um they even said he lied and cheat he lied cheated and st- and stole his way to a victory. Uh, he stealed like an idiot. <laughs> see see the ode the ode to Eddie. Um and then the main event I quit match with Yonkers' own Mad King, Eddie Kingston, taking on John Moxley. And just as Excalibur continues to say, um, not Excalibur, I'm sorry, not, not Excalibur. Uh, there's someone, someone online that I, I, I watch that he continues to say that if you thought of 2020 and the arc that this year was going to go, and if you ever thought that you were going to see Eddie Kingston in a main event, you're full of shit. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're full of shit. Didn't know who he was three months ago. No, absolutely not. N- n- nobody knew unless you were a indie guy um, or or a karaoke gentleman. or a karaoke host. That uh, <laughs> I wish I had, been, dude. I wish I seriously. 
I wish I had video of of his uh, his singing um, uh, Prince. Um, I, I got a I got a message. What, what song from Prince? He did. Uh, it was a Purple Rain. Um, oh man, was it when doves cry? It was either when doves cry or uh, dearly beloved. <laughs> I don't want to hear him, dude. I gotta, oh man, that'd be fucking. But he great. never he, he wouldn't sing it. He'd be like, um, he would just rap it. You uh, know? Yeah, like in his regular voice. Uh, this is what it sounds like when doves cry. <laughs> like it was just it was it was insane. <laughs> and I every time I'd be like, what the hell. Honestly, I was like, "What the hell is going on? Like, what am I watching here?" I would text Lisa, I was "Like Eddie's back. Eddie's here. He's back. Um, he, he was actually dating somebody in, in the, the the karaoke place was in Mount Vernon. He was dating somebody from Mount Vernon. Very cute girl. Um, they, I know they broke they they broke up, and then she moved down to Florida first. I don't know if it, he went to chase after her or what, but." She went down to Florida, and then he kind of remained up here, and then he's he did his thing with with wrestling. And now, fast forward to Full Gear twenty twenty, and he's main eventing a pay per view. I mean, wow. it's, just, it's insane seeing you know some people that just kids. If you have a dream, keep following because talk <laughs> about rags to nicer rags, nice to rags and very nice, much nicer rags. He he, yeah, he did his thing, man, and and good on him. God bless. It's it's all it was awesome. I was I was very proud to see him. Uh, in in a main event, um, and and the way that they told this story, um, I, ironically, uh, John Moxley actually went to Tony Khan and convinced him to have this uh, program with Eddie Kingston, uh, and the whole arc of the story, as far as you know, John knowing the family, uh, the two of them going through the Indies together, is absolutely true. And, no, yeah, it is. And, they, uh, they they cut their bones in CZW together. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, and you know, as as John Moxley, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's just it's incredible to see it, both both of them, you know, go through, uh, and Moxley, especially Moxley, also because we know his you know, big break came in WWE, um, and and he <laughs> he made what he could make uh, of the character and development that they gave him in WWE. He can only go so far. And there it seems like there's this glass ceiling that even someone like Moxley can just only go so far with. Um even when he was champion, it didn't it didn't seem like he was champion there. Uh, yeah. it kind of seemed like he was a, a holdover for somebody else whereas here he feels like a champion. Mm-hmm. And so this match what what was uh the the star rating on this for you? 4. 4. Um Okay. All right. I would, I would give it a- It's hard to judge one of these matches because it's like, it's not a typical wrestling match. Uh, an I Quit match is not a, a typical match, but with all the brutality that happened in this match, uh, I would I would have given them like maybe like a four and a quarter. Um, just because they, they did, especially Eddie, do, doing things with that barbed wire. They, they had a, they had, uh, he brought up a barbed wire bat. And yeah, Moxley's signature. Moxley, Moxley's signature. Um, at one point he, he pulls out the bat and he takes part of the barbed wire and he's like screaming. He's like, you know, wincing at the fact that he's taking part of the barbed wire off of the bat and wrapping his hand in the barbed wire and is doing like super barbed wire punches onto Moxley's yeah. head. I, I I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> he's due to nuts. You want? I'll I'll tell you one that I've never seen before. Mm. I've never seen somebody 
go to the doctor's table and get rubbing alcohol during a fucking I quit match. Never seen that either. <laughs> Douse it all over thumbtacks as he just fucking put them in. Yo, that was awesome. That was genius. And whether it's water, alcohol, whatever it was, the idea of... It, you know, no, he punctured that. What do you mean? That was legitimate rubbing alcohol. I think that was a brand new bottle of rubbing alcohol. Okay. And if you look back, if I'm not mistaken, he opens it and then jams his thumb into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Listen, if it was real, regardless, it, 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 it was probably real. But if it wasn't, I, even if they just put it in a bottle and put water in a bottle, the optic, uh, it has to be like the most painful thing, even more so than the barbed wire. It's like putting you know, putting lemon juice in, in an open wound. You put alcohol in all his cuts is just uh, that that spot is just brilliant <laughs> it, in and of itself right there. And then thumb, you know, thumbtacks came in. Um, the finisher, though, having to be, you know, how do you how do you put someone like Eddie Kingston, who you've developed this character into this no nonsense? Uh, like he, he, all his promos are like a shoot. Like he, he, there's no like character with him. This is who he is. <laughs> he takes his character as a person, as knowing this person. He takes his person and turns it up to twelve. You know, and so it's it's basically him just jacked up in in you know the adrenaline being in the ring. How do you make this person who, who you developed into this no no nonsense character say I quit? And so what do you do? Is you have <laughs> you have Moxley put him in a in a like a bulldog submission mm-hmm. you take the the bat that has the barbed wire on it and put it towards his neck on his neck <laughs> I mean, and then just keep cranking and keep cranking until he says i quit and that's how he did it it just just incredible just <laughs> insane uh kudos to both of them and especially my boy eddie to in pulling this this match off um and then immediately after uh, Moxley comes up with the win. It seems like it happens every time. Every time Moxley has a win, it just he goes from one to another to another, which is you know that, how it's supposed to be. But it just seems like with Moxley, it's just never ending. Like it's it's Archer, then it's Cage, then it's you know, whoever other character. It's it's Eddie. It's 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 nonstop <laughs> with as far as the people that they just line up for John, and and you know that's that's what happens when you when you're the champ. You just you know, keep lining them up. The difference though is that. Um, I, I I this is why I love AEW is because they can take a character like uh, John Moxley as a champion and keep him moving. And what you're supposed to do is character development and have mm-hmm. new characters be in the spotlight. WWE instead of having Drew McIntyre and Orton for the fifty thousandth time, you now have Moxley versus Kingston. You have Moxley versus Archer. You have Moxley versus Cage. Keep putting someone in front of Moxley who's different. Now it's going to be Moxley versus Omega. Because that's what happened at the end of this match. Omega comes out and and uh, you know see basically look them. You know, they have the, the stare down. That's what you're supposed to do. Keep doing it, think- AEW. That's that and and maybe WWE should take take note of that because you're talking about people that you don't remember. Vince, remember <laughs> the characters and and see see if it if it goes over. But throw shit at the wall. If it doesn't stick, then move on. But at least throw it. <laughs> throw it at the wall. Yeah. You're not even doing that. Anyway. <laughs> I digress. I'll, I'll do you one better. Mm. I think we're going to get a title change on an episode of Dynamite. Okay. Because I don't, unless they want to make Moxley hold it for a full year, mm. like a calendar year, pay-per-view to pay-per-view, mm. I don't see how this storyline, you're going to build it up. I mean, granted, I love a long-term, a long-term storyline. Mm. 
but with the cleaner character, the Omega character that he is right now, I don't see it going all the way to Revolution in February. That's a while away. That's three full months. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I say it's time. You've never had a title change on a Dynamite. All the title changes, granted there was only two, but only ti- the only time a title, uh, a champion was crowned was on a pay-per-view. But do you do that on a, on, a, on a Wednesday night? Like you do it on a random Wednesday night? For Omega, it could be plausible because he is not relatively that well-known to the layman American wrestler, wrestling fan. I, I get it, but neither is Eddie. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, Kenny, Kenny's m- way more well known than oh, than absolutely. Kingston um, worldwide. So I, I feel like that that kind of match where you're you're now the the changing of the guard for for the title holder, it, it should be. I, I hear what you're saying. I, that'd, that'd be awesome if it was just like let me turn on a Wednesday night while you know <laughs> just a random Wednesday night. All of a sudden now it's the two of them going at it. Yeah, but uh, I'm trying to remember last last year when uh, you know before Revolution. Yeah, there was a whole gap as far as they did the same thing. There was a whole gap of time between the 2018 and 2019 Revolution. Uh, I, I you know, we we kind of went on the tangent here. I wish I had uh, I had what was what happened last year. But as far as like the t- I just I vividly remember though as far as the time goes that there was all this time between pay per views uh, and and they they. They filled the time well. Um, yeah, but that's what they do. They, they they knew going into they knew going into the whole year that they were going to. Uh, I mean, they knew going into the whole experiment that is AEW mm. that they're only going to do a certain amount of pay per views a year. They're not going to saturate the market like WWE is doing with all these pay per views that you know half of them really don't fucking matter. Right. That being said. I would, I, you've never had a title change on, on television. No. I'm sorry, you never had a world title change on television. Right. Women's, men's, tag. Have you had a TNT title change on television? Of course. It was Cody, right? The, the collar match? Yeah, the dog, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, like, it, it might, it might lend one, I'm not saying it has to happen right away. Right. I just think it might happen before revolution. And I was I was talking to Steve, you know, yesterday about it. I think Moxley is a great champion, but it has fallen flat a little bit. Okay. Cuz you know what he can do. Kind of blew his load last year at full gear with that with that match with Kenny Omega. Mm. So you were like, "Oh my god, this is it." blah blah blah. And then he wins the championship. He goes on this crazy. It, it was an. It is an incredible run mm. as a world heavyweight champion. But now it's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna put. I'm almost. I'll be honest. I'm almost putting him in the Brock Lesnar category. We're like, oh, he's here. He's gonna win. We know he's gonna win. But how can we make it interesting? Okay. He's he's keeping it interesting. Mm-hmm. He is keeping it interesting. However, he's a babyface, and I feel like Moxley is better as. A babyface chasing the title than he is a champion holding it. It's weird to say, okay. but he's had a, like I said, the run that he's on right now is comparable to 
you know, probably a handful of, of world title runs. But I feel like yeah. you get more out of him when he's that back up against the wall. I'm going to do everything that I can, and I'll die just to get that AEW World Championship back. Mm. Yeah. It's a classic babyface heel move. It, it, it is, it is, and I'm looking forward to uh, Omega and his reign, which is inevitable since that is uh, what is reported to be the year two of, of Dynamite is the Kenny Omega era. Um, I'll, I'll do one even further. I think it's going to be called the Bullet Club era. Okay. Because the Bucks, it seems like year two is going to be focused on Hangman and the Bucks. Not Hangman, sorry. Kenny and the Bucks. Kenny and the Bucks. With also Hangman in the background. Right. Okay. I can see, by, by the way, I, 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 some, I, for some reason I feel like Hangman might get involved with FTR. And do something. Uh, we, we, why are they mentioning North Carolina with Kenny? It makes no sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I will hope it. It'll, and if there's out. anything we know about AEW, they don't mention stuff that's just like, yeah, that didn't mean anything. Right. Everything they mentioned has meant something. Right. Yeah. So should be interesting to find out uh, where everything goes. Very much looking forward to all that. Um, they, they, the whole pay per view was just was just. Uh, Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Eight, eight and a half to 9.2 out of 10. 9.2. That's very exact. <laughs> I like exactly. Yeah, I'll stick by that. Nine, okay, that 9.2. I like it. Um, <laughs> with, with I, I didn't say that. I said somewhere between eight and a half and 9.2. But why not 9.3? Why? Or it just what, wasn't there. What gave, the, what gave it the extra point one other than 9.1? Uh, I don't know. Okay. It's just, you know what? Sometimes you get that number that comes to your head. You go Boom, with, you, stick with, you stick with it. I like it. Um, last thing I will uh, mention uh, uh, that I just <laughs> I saw this online earlier. Um, <clears throat> we had we had talked about I meant to, to discuss this before. We we talked about Linda McMahon, and I brought up the fact that you now she's part of this small business uh, pack. Um, she posted on Twitter, uh, "Stand with uh, President at Real Donald Trump for a fair count of legal votes." Ignoring court orders and breaking state laws is the opposite. We must continue the challenge at VP at America First Pack. Um, to which Maria Canellis, mm. uh, her husband uh, Mike at Real Mike Bennett, said, uh, "America has come to terms on the release of at Real Donald Trump. We wish him the best in his future endeavors." <laughs> And then Maria Maria reposted that, but then uh, she said on the bottom, from my family to yours, at Linda McMahon, and your entire family, you are fired. I hope that money, I hope that money you spent on the Florida elections was worth firing so many families. Hashtag Biden Harris 2020, hashtag get the F out. So a little bitter as far as her firings, their firings back in uh, Black Wednesday, April 15th. Um, that was posted as of, uh, uh, yesterday. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I'm telling you, man, next year is going to be interesting with, especially with WWE, um, and and the things that are about to come out with, uh, the, the things that they were able to take advantage of during these last four years and what they're not going to be able to take advantage of, uh, come, uh, January 20th, 2021. Uh, Did they get health insurance with, through the WWE? 
I have to probably save we'll that for We'll report next, back next episode. Next episode, but I'm yeah. going to go out on a limb and say if they get if they don't have health insurance through the WWE and WWE goes, okay, we'll pay for everybody's health insurance, I think everything fucking goes away. What do you mean it goes away? Like all the, all the independent contractors, blah, 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 and everybody's all huffing a puff the way that they get treated. I think if they just get health insurance, Andrew Yang will just shut the fuck up. Um, let's see here. Quite confident in that. This, so, so remember, I don't know if you saw the, the whole thing with John Oliver last year. Oh yes, I did. okay, okay. So I'm sure everybody did. Uh, let's see. Major reason for all those health those deaths is the lack of health benefits for wrestlers. Oliver explained, uh, despite the fact that wrestlers have to sign exclusive contracts with WWE, they're still classified as independent contractors rather than employees. That way, McMahon doesn't have to pay for their health insurance. Just answer your question. You have to wait till next episode. There you go. Perfect. That being said, I stand by my statement. If the WWE gives them health insurance, everybody shuts the fuck up. Why did they have to take this to do that? Why can't they just have health insurance? You ha- you're in it, sports entertainment is not fake in the fact that they get hurt and people are dying earlier than they should be dying. <laughs> in the in the average age uh, of professional wrestlers is much lower than the the average age of a normal human being. So uh, it, it's doesn't it stand to reason that they should just have health insurance for the the sake of your business? Your your business is your body, and you're putting it on the line every single week. Uh, you know, God forbid if if you have Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Drew does a claymore kick and his leg snaps in half. Who's paying for that? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You, you know, so that's that's coming. You know, out. someone takes a tope suicida, lands on someone awkwardly, and they you know. Miss out on all of NXT for the next couple fucking years. Look, I mean, look at draws. Yeah. No, that's exactly. And and knock on wood, thank God. You know, Ray Phoenix. Uh, you know, two weeks ago with his his True. botch on his head. You know, these people could go be paralyzed for life. And fucking Alex Reynolds too. Alex Reynolds. Yeah, he went completely fucking limp. Jeez, he stiffened up. Stone, Hashtag rigor mortis. Stone cold with, with, and he got spiked by Owen Hart. Like that could have been the end of yeah. his career, you know, and that that affected him for the rest of his life. You know, it's. Yeah. You, <sighs> you, you said it, it. You put it very well. Why don't? It, it, why don't we just not do that? You know, why don't we just treat everyone equally? Back in the thirties, why couldn't everybody just go to the same bathroom? You know what I mean? It was like back then. You kind of don't fucking know. You kind of just don't know. <laughs> You're all a product of your environment. This is very true. You know what I mean? I like the social justice. Now stuff. we look back on it and we're like, yeah, that was fucked up. Why didn't anybody <laughs> say anything? And we're going to look back on and when they have insurance then. They'll be like, uh, yeah. wait, wait, what? <laughs> Why didn't they have when any- that guy killed himself and his family and WWE just erased them? Erased them. <laughs> erased from existence. Um, yeah. Like, it's it just, yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, what a show. <laughs> what a show! What a great pay per view! We tackle all the topics. Tackle Top everything. Is, this is this is it, ladies and gentlemen. Segregation, <laughs> man. We're getting everything. Health insurance. That's right. <laughs> Health insurance and wrestling and bro. wrestling Come all on. in one. Where are you getting this? Where are you getting this type of content? Damn right, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's it was a ride. Today was a ride. And please hit us up on the twitters. It's on the Slam Show. Next week we have uh, a ton of of stuff with uh, more. But we'll get into NXT next week. Uh, the, the fallout from uh, from full gear, um, 
see what happens with that. We'll talk talk ratings. We'll talk any anything else that uh, Alberto Del Rio is is saying as far as he wasn't a he was a, a victim and not the the perpetrator of those actions. Um, any other stalkers that maybe uh, try to find Sasha Banks' home? We'll tell you about that. Uh, all things stalker. We will talk about here on Sons of Slam show. Anything else you want to say before we go out? Uh, everybody pay attention to Pat McAfee and what he's doing because I think it's some of the best work I've ever seen in my life. Wrestling. On the mic. On the mic. On the mic. He is definitely he's definitely the best thing on NXT right now. Yes. I, I mean, <laughs> I know you have a affinity for him, but he's just, his mic work is insane. Um, and I am I'm glad for the brand, 100%. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad Triple H has taken note and is using him to his fullest ability because that is just top-notch work on on, on his, his behalf. Just insane. Just, just incredible. Um, I leave you with since I uh, watched it today, uh, tattooed all across my arm. <laughs> what a way to go out! It really is one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, and I, every time I hear the song, I, I geek out a little bit. I leave you with the power of love. Ladies and gentlemen, Sons of Slam, Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Please hit us up. Please tell your friends. Again, we thank you so much for all the new listeners that have been flocking to uh, to listen to us and our nonsense. Please, again, hit us up and let us know what you think, anything you want us to talk about. We are here to listen to you, the people. Chris Mindell, Reaper Joe Black, sir. Adios, muchachos. R.I.P. Trebek Connery. Oh my God! I'll take a shake at Notch Dad. Sons of Slam podcast. 